everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Nose on the Wall. A little bit of housekeeping up top here. We are still finalizing, uh, getting a, a few extra sponsors. Uh, so for the time being, we will continue to use uh, our, our Anchor sponsorship ad copy uh, for the uh, for multiple segments. So I do appreciate your patience and flexibility with me as we continue to grow this podcast. Um, today, I speak to my friend Matt, who I first met uh, when I moved to Cincinnati back in 2016. Uh, we talk a lot about our dads and, and the dynamic of our households, and, and uh, we go into some fun stories, and I, I had a lot of fun chatting with an old friend, and uh, I hope you enjoy as well. Please like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, it really goes a long way in helping the growth of this podcast, and I, uh, I do truly appreciate it um, as we get this as we get this up and running. Um, so without further ado, Matt. A quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all things podcast production, from creating, editing, distributing, uh, monetizing your podcast. All of it is easily done from Anchor's comprehensive platform. Um, if you're thinking of creating a podcast, I'd highly recommend it. That's what Notes on the Wall is uh, produced and distributed by. For more information, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Now back to the show. All righty, up and running. All right. Are you recording on your end too? I am. Cool. So we are good to go. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going pretty well. How about you? Oh, nice day. Quiet. Dogs got to run around like crazy at the dog park earlier. So now I've got Finley sleeping at my feet and Cora looking out the window, all huffy puffy with their head on the windowsill. Dramatic as dramatic as usual. Yeah. Uh, so the what I the reason I wanted you as one of my first episodes is. Uh, of our friend group, you are one of the most prolific storytellers, um, which for what we're trying to do here is uh, a perfect fit. Okay. So uh, I figured what would be best is let's just start with the questions and jump right into it because I'm sure you'll, you'll have plenty to say. Sure. Absolutely. So <laughs> my first question for you is uh, what was your favorite smell from your childhood? Favorite smell. Wow. That's actually a good question. Um, ooh, I don't know if it's a favorite, but it's definitely one that's been stuck in my mind. Okay. Uh, and it would be the ice hockey rink that I grew up at, the locker rooms. Oh. It, it, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a bad smell. Uh, it definitely wasn't a fragrancy smell, but it was just unique. And when you went to different rinks, like around, there'd always be like that other rink that smells exactly like it and you're just like dang mm-hmm. that smells that smells awful but at the same time it's all right i know this smell so, <laughs> so it, it's not a favorite it's crazy so it brought you a sense of comfort the the smell of of gross hockey men <laughs> exactly exactly and i and, and still it i'll even go into heck an even stadium into a bathroom or something like that and it's that same smell i don't know i don't know what it is about it just maybe just for urine i don't know but it's it's uh oh. it's a smell that will never leave but it's not it's it's weird it's a unique unique smell and i i don't know if it's just just uh an athletic thing or not but it it's unique it's the best way to describe it i wouldn't say right. it's good or bad just how unique. long how long did you play hockey when do you when do you start 
Started when I was about two and a half years old, played until I was about 21 until my shoulder uh, separations. So, <laughs> Sure. And you did a lot of touring with, or not touring, that's not, you're not a travel. Um, yeah. Travel, yeah. Um, you're not giving hockey concerts, you're just, you're playing the games. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Uh, heck, I almost got held back a few times in school because uh, we traveled all the time. There would be points where I played on uh, Team USA to where I was out like a Thursday through Monday. So I'd just mm-hmm. be there Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes part of the day Thursday. Uh, so a lot of makeup work, a lot of traveling, a lot of funny stories traveling. Uh, but it was a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, a lot of homework on the bus, hotel. Um, it was it was fun, but definitely rough. It wasn't uh, the normal kid life. It was definitely go, go, go all the time. Sure. Well, you know, part of, you know, why I wanted to start this podcast is specifically to, to your, your point. No two upbringings are the same. You know, I certainly wasn't go, go, go. Um, but, you know, when you think back to what, just growing up was like we have a lot of these similarities so um you know the fact that the first thing that came to mind was the smell of a locker room really goes to show how different we truly are (laughs) we we really are um and i know for me um it was the smell of a uh a bath and body works in the mall like the the soap store Mm -hmm. um and i i explained this on on earlier episodes so listeners do uh, be patient with me um but whenever i would go to the mall with my mom i would beg her to go into the bath and body works and just spend an hour just smelling all the scents and i kind of similarly to you with hockey um which is something you don't do anymore at least not nearly to that level i yeah, can't go into a bath and body works because I get a headache from all the smells. Like I just, for whatever reason, as we've gotten older, um, I just like, I can't handle the wall of, of, of scents. Um, so I have to like send Sarah in to get my, my lotions. <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny, like two totally opposite uh, situations where you're smelling hockey funk and I'm smelling lotion, <laughs> but it's something that we both had to, abandon just because our bodies couldn't handle it anymore <laughs> facts um and what any other smells come to mind no but i will say a side story it's kind of funny right when you said your story i pictured uh-huh. and for all the viewers out there i'm sure you've at least seen or heard of spongebob and i think of the episode though <laughs> they're going through the mall with the uh, different perfumes and it's just it's just that wall that you walk into just like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that okay i don't even know what that is but it's there you hit that wall i, I, I just thought of that i'm sorry. sure no, you're, you're good what was you know thinking back to your hockey days like what's the one game that comes to your mind the quick like what's the first game that you think of uh winning a national title um so you can't see it behind me, but one of the jerseys back there is my um, Team USA jersey uh, going up to uh, Ottawa, Canada for a tournament. First team from Ohio to even make the tournament. First team from Ohio to make it to the finals. First, And obviously, we were the first team ever to win it from the even United States. 
for that level. So it was interesting. So that, that championship game where I spent a good amount of time in the penalty box. Uh, but that was, that's the game I think of, cause that was like my ultimate career highlight was that, was that tournament. I was probably about 12. Right. <laughs> you, you, you peaked early, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I actually, um, that's funny because when I, when I think of when I peaked middle school, because of my two, that's when I was my, that's, I was like skinny for the first time. Cause I was like a pretty chunky kid. So that first growth spurt, like I was like, this is the new me. And I was in all the extracurriculars and, um, you know, winning all these competitions for, you know, like the band stuff or all the like science fair, things like that. That's when I was, I really hit my stride. And since then it has just been this downward slope <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I want to relive my, my 13 year old glory days. But uh, just kind of moving into the next question, Um, your family was was like pretty close. Were you a a, everyone eats at the dinner table together every night family? Yeah, uh, for well, for the most part. How about that? So the days that my dad and I weren't traveling or I wasn't gone for hockey, yeah, Mm -hmm. we would have a sit down dinner. Um, It definitely was not. the typical like you just make this meal and everyone sits down and eats it right. it was more of like we kind of had our own meals ish kind of a thing uh because my sister was very picky as a kid mm-hmm. i was a well a trash can i ate everything uh, my dad was picking my, and then i got from my mom she had everything but it was i'm a i'm a i was a slow eater uh my sister and dad it's just a flip of a switch food's gone uh so it'd always be my mom and i left at the kitchen table they're already in the living room it's already done so it started off oh they would a, just leave oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it's, it's it started off as a family dinner and it just went into all right so you're done you're out so it's always my sister first then my dad and then my mom and i are just always last <laughs> that makes me think of my uh my sister who's 11 years younger than i am you know she was a she went she went through phases of pickiness yeah right so it would always be like table was cleared you know i it was my job to to do the dishes and wipe down the counters in the kitchen after after dinner so i would be done cleaning the kitchen and my sister would still be at the table because you're not leaving until you eat whatever it was right and it was always like you need to eat this broccoli you like broccoli you've always liked broccoli but just because she would have like a friend over who didn't like broccoli so all of a sudden she doesn't like broccoli anymore for that weekend (laughs) And, uh, and my mom did not, did not let that fly at all, at Jeez. all. Um, uh, with your sister, like that just, that was fine to just like not eat what like. Yeah. It was kind of like, since we all had random schedules, um, right. so since my mom worked at the hospital, uh, at that time, my dad was doing uh i I guess fixing all the machines at the hospital so like Mm -hmm. their schedules kind of lined up so when they got home it was kind of like this was it uh and then my sister would either be going to a friend's house she was in band she played the saxophone so either going to rehearsal uh, she was in chorus for a while so practice or a football game depending on if it was a friday night it was home game uh i had hockey practice every night well actually besides wednesdays during the week so other than that i was gone so it kind of we had to do that. But when I was younger, it was everyone sat down and talked the whole time. But as all of our sports and lives developed, there wasn't really time for anyone to stay seated long enough. Right. No. Right. What's the dynamic now? Like when you're all together, 
now, oh, now? yeah we all talk so uh, italian family obviously um right. we can talk far longer than this podcast can probably record for um, <laughs> and so that's really what our dinners are now since sister's up in columbus i'm down in kentucky my parents are in northern ohio so it's kind of like we're all kind of spread out so when we do get together now we can easily sit down and kind of just reconnect i'm mm -hmm. no longer in sports my sister's no longer in really extracurricular activities my parents well don't go anywhere so <laughs> now it's easy <laughs> so right do you feel that like that time together now is like making up for all the time that was lost growing up um this might sound weird um i would say traditionally yes uh but the times that i wasn't with my family i was always hanging out with my best friend and his family was very kitchen table Mm -hmm. Everyone sat at the exact same time. Everyone helped set the table. Everyone helped clean the table. Everyone helped with dishes. So it was very structured there. So I got my, I guess, fill of that right, kind of right. uh, that kind of a lifestyle. So um, best of both worlds in a way. Right. But how do you how do you feel that you know, basically borrowing another family? Um, <laughs> how did that affect your relationship with your family while you're growing up? Hmm. Do you ever get like uh, uh, resentful at all? Like, well, over at this guy's house. No, no, because it was um, it was interesting. So um, obviously, you know, uh, but for the listeners out there, I was very spoiled um, when it came to my family, mostly because my parents grew up extremely poor with, uh, I think, actually both sides, both five siblings each. Uh, so, and then not having any money. So when it came to like Christmas time, birthdays, whatever gifts were really not a thing. So, um, both my parents wanted to make sure that didn't happen to their kids. So we were spoiled. Um, so like all the like family moments were like holidays were huge. So we got our, all of our family time and, and holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it was a definitely a good balance. Cause like when we would go on vacation with my family, it would be like extravagant stuff. It'd be cruises, going to beach somewhere, going out of the country, doing whatever. And then if I like hung out with my friends, it would be going to like a local water park or going to like an amusement park or something along the lines of that. So it was kind of like, I don't think it was any resentment or any sort of um, regret or neglect. It, it was It was definitely a healthy mix of both because really my life probably isn't the best example since I was always gone for hockey. And if I wasn't, it was hanging out with friends. So that's right. really what it came down to. So most of my dinners, hotels. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny. It sounds to me that when it comes to like that, that absence and like the family presence, it sounds like they just bought you off and you were like, that works. Oh, <laughs> I was, I, and what was funny was, so for the listeners, um, my, like literally my friend we looked exactly like each other his name was evan both both had bright orange hair i mean like reflective get out the sunscreen kind of redheads out there so we uh but our our childhood photo like if you look side to side we're pretty pretty close so when we went somewhere we always acted like we were brothers and we hung out all the time um and so it, it was just it was my second family I didn't call him mm -hmm. mom or dad. It wasn't that weird, but like, it was right. definitely like, I was over there enough to where probably should have been on some sort of tax form. Like it, it was, <laughs> I was there enough. I was there a lot. If I wasn't sleeping over at his house, he was sleeping over at mine. Uh, so we were literally brothers from another mother. Right, <laughs> it literally right, right. was that way. Well, so that, that clearly plays into you not feeling neglected and all, all the, all the feelings that you mentioned earlier. Um, did your sister have that same outlet um 
I think she definitely felt the, um, I was not like the, looked at as the favorite because I wasn't, my parents both really smart. My sister really smart. I'm the dumb one can easily say that without any hesitation. (laughs) So for like school and academics, like she was the favorite, but when it came to like how much time I'm with my parents, Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely took up majority of the time because somebody had to take me to practice. Somebody had to take me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my sister played sports, but I mean, it was just kind of like eh, soccer. I played higher level sports. And so it took a lot more um, commitment than my sister's sports. So she kind of found rides with like friends and everything. So she definitely did not like that. And then being mm-hmm. a guy playing sports, she had a lot more guy friends and anything. So they wanted to hang out with me or talk with me. So, cause we talked sports, my sister did not care about anything really sport related. So, uh, she hated that aspect for sure. Sure. It just sounds like you're just trashing on soccer. I hate soccer. Um, <laughs> but, but, but hold on only because growing up, I wasn't really that big of a fan. The only time I watched soccer was through my sister. And it, again, it's not the same. I've never watched an MLS. I've never watched a premier league. I've never watched any sort of professional soccer match in my life to give a legit answer on, do I like it or not? I am a physical sport fan soccer. It's not, wow. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> wow. Listeners. If you have some comments on that, send us an email to nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think about is soccer a real sport. And should we have a word with our friend, Matt here? Uh, <laughs> I would like to point out that um, <laughs> hockey is really just slip soccer. Explain. You have goals on either side. Get the okay. thing in the goal. You're just—it's the same con. You're just slipping around while doing it. Uh, see, I—I I mean, that's—I that's, mean, you can kind of you can say that with every every sporting. Uh, I mean, basketball. You still have two nets. You got to get your object through that other net, right? Same thing. Two sides of a field. Uh, football. You got to get a ball either on a spot or through an upright. So again, it's still the same concept, but for 90 minutes and pardon my viewers who are absolute soccer fans or uh, football fans, whatever you want to call it, um, that if I watch 90 minutes and no one scores, I'm sorry, the fans, what, from what I've seen, love the atmosphere. It's the, it's, I just don't know if I can entertain watch a MLS game or any sort of professional soccer game and not be bored at one point because there's nothing happening besides foosball related back and forth ball movement. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would, I would say uh, my, my tip to you, I'm not particularly a, a soccer fan, but watch Spanish commentators. That makes it so much more exciting. But is that making the sport more exciting yes. or the, or the atmosphere? Yes. Both. Okay. See, um, yeah, and you don't need to speak Spanish. It's just it makes it better, and um, so give that a try. But but kind of reining it back in here. Um, up to this point, everything that you said about you and your sister, it's been like you two as two separate mm-hmm. um, entities. Yeah, within your house is like there there are the kids as they are separately. Where what's the first story that comes to mind of you two together? Not fighting or just the first memory of us just 
doing whatever. Let's go first memory ever. Okay. And then we'll move into the nice story. So we can uh, end off on an, a kind note to your, your sister, who I've met a few times and I've come to like quite a bit. So I, I'll, be I'll nice. Wrap up a positive. I'll wrap be up nice. Positive. So <laughs> I will say, so just to kind of do a short timeline. So yeah, when, when we were younger, my sister and I never got along. Um, we just were on two opposite sidelines. She did majority of my homework because again, I wasn't the brightest uh, with writing. <laughs> so why didn't you, wait, hold on. Why didn't you get along? Uh, we, well, we didn't get along mostly because again, it was just the brother, sister back and forth. Um, like I said, it, it, you either got like those siblings who were like best friends or you get the siblings that just hate each other. We have a three year age gap between us. And it was just one of those things to where it's my interests were different than her interests. I always bothered her or I was always like annoying her for some reason. Who knows? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, to me, I was an angel, but obviously I probably wasn't. So uh, we just never saw eye to eye. Uh, mm. if, if I asked for something, it was obviously a no. Uh, she asked for something, well, I'd retaliate, no. So there was never any help, um, but we'll get to where we're at now. But overall, my first memory of my sister um, was, well, off the top of my head right now, I wouldn't say it's my first overall, but just thinking right this second, my first right. memory is, uh, it was on actually Christmas morning, we got hamsters and I was probably five, six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would have been what, eight or nine? Not, eight or nine. Yeah. Right. So we got two Chinese dwarf hamsters. And so I, I was again, like five or six years old. I named it Hammy. I don't know why. It was just Hammy. Hers was, hers was Gus name. Gus. So Gus Gus from, uh, what is that? Cinderella. Cinderella Gus, yeah, the, yeah. the little, the bigger yep, uh, yep, mouse. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that. So have, playing with our hamsters, in the living room while owning two cats by the way at that time so but they all they all got along it was great but that was my that's the memory that comes to my mind first um i don't even know why it's the first one i just like when i think of my sister that's that sounds like a that sounds like a nice a nice moment yeah so it it wasn't all that nice but yeah it there was wait did the hamsters make it out of playing in the living room with the cats yeah, actually, and mine had like eight babies, but that's a whole different story. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't that... know it was pregnant when we got it. <laughs> oh, wow. That actually reminds me, uh, Sarah um, got hamsters in her, I don't know, early teens, 13, 14. Um, and one time they went to go clean out the, the cage for one of the hamsters and the thing yeah. was gone, like oh, just geez. up and disappeared. Um, so they spent hours trying to find this hand they pulled out the fridge they you know looked under every couch and every under uh, under every bed and and you know scattered the entire house and then uh they just resigned themselves to hamsters gone and oh. um and then i think sarah's mom went to go uh take a shower mm-hmm. and uh, apparently i was i i wasn't there uh, yeah. But I'm told that from the other corner of the house, you just heard a shriek. And she found a very wet hamster sitting in the shower. because They had one of those like walk-in showers. Yeah. And that house, I mean, that must have been like a 250-foot path. Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this little, how it got out of the cage, off the desk, which was probably like, two or three feet high like i don't know what hamsters fall speeds are yeah. or, you know but 
this thing somehow made it across the house and into the shower and they pulled out this tiny little wet furball looking thing and they're like hammy i don't know i'm using your name uh (laughs) you made it and then dried it off and put it back they're like don't you ever run away from me again they are escape artists the um whoever designed the cages um it's kind of like a little bar that kind of clicks into another bar Mm -hmm. i know uh one of the babies of of hammy uh so shadow it was an all black hamster um it got out same thing he was walking up the cage the cage opened up fell from the dresser down found him in my closet so i guess they're just durable i don't know (laughs) yeah those teflon hamsters right (laughs) Um, fiber bones yeah yeah. uh but bring it back in you said you had your your nice story yeah so about you and your sister i don't know when it started uh definitely around college um my sister and i started like becoming way more friends um and so i don't really know what clicked it was just the fact that I don't know if it's because we just go drinking together or whatever, but it's just one of those things to where <laughs> we just, yeah, <laughs> we just, we just have fun. Like we, the, the, the humor's about the same, the, um, the interests are about the same. So it's kind of just like one from one extreme to the next. So um, like going up to Columbus, it's enjoyable. We hang out there for multiple days. Uh, it's never really boring. She takes care of us. She definitely takes care of us when we go up there. Um, so it's been, a lot better we used to not talk a lot now we talk all the time so um i'm gonna i'm gonna say and if her husband sal if, if you ever listen to this podcast it's probably because of you you definitely mellowed her out i think so <laughs> i am giving all credit to her husband because he's a cool guy i think it helped mellow her out unless i'm the extremist then it helped mellow my vision of her one of the two but I, we get along i'm gonna now. i'm probably gonna err on the side of helped uh change your perspective <laughs> fair enough fair enough um well, you know, just kind of to that point, it, w- I, maybe that's just because we're getting older and actually becoming people, which is a pretty exciting thing to do. But <laughs> my my just perspective on the world has shifted so much between now and like looking back to our college days. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm finally to the point where I'm actually patient with people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, try now to not have such a short fuse um because i've had i've had run-ins i've been getting into a lot of fights with with old women and uh that that's got to stop and i'm finally maturing into the person who doesn't fight with 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 old women in the kroger um which which were you there for that thanksgiving i think yeah i think think you were there that was the last one before you guys you guys left Uh, yeah right right um so for (laughs) for the listeners (laughs) um this particular run-in uh with with an old lady um we my wife and i hosted uh, a friendsgiving this would have been was it just last year or was it 2018 i'm gonna err on 2018 but okay recent enough um and uh my my wife sarah sent me to the store no less than 180 times over the course of that weekend um because i would go for one item that she forgot she would text me one other thing that she needed and then i would come back with both and then she'd go oh i forgot this thing too and the cycle continued um so i think over the course of that weekend because uh, we did it the weekend before thanksgiving um i went to the store actually seven times <laughs> on one of the busiest weekends of everyone stockpiling for for thanksgiving cooking 
And um, so on trip number seven, I'm pretty over it. I'm pretty frustrated. And I grab my little like hand basket. I don't need a full cart. I only need two things. I'm weaving through people. And um, I, I, I come out, I round like the cheese and dairy aisle. And um, in this particular store, there was like a horizontal center aisle that like cut the store in half. And out of nowhere, this old, 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 old woman. Was she old? She was decrepit. This was, um, to put it simply, this was her last trip to Kroger. And she, she just blindly pulls out of the adult diaper aisle and she, and she clips me on the hip, right? And now I'm, you know, youthful and spry and that's fine. It doesn't hurt, but she like rams into my hip in this like horizontal center aisle and then she has the nurse to go watch it and i'm there just beside her i'm like you hit me like let's be if this if we were in cars you'd be getting a ticket yep and your insurance could be paying for my car and she just goes watch it and just just the the accumulation of all of my anger and frustration over that weekend, I just, I couldn't hold back. And I looked her in the soul and I said, drop dead. And <laughs> I, 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 I broke her spirit. You could see the little, the, what was left, the little twinkle in her eye just dissipate into dust because there was no more hope in the world because these young kids are telling me that I need to go die. And it's like, look, I get that your son doesn't call, but don't take it out on me. Right. So. <laughs> So I, hey, Timmy, call your mom. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I book it out of the Kroger, and then we end up having a really nice meal. But <laughs> um, my point is I'm trying really hard to not do that anymore and to, <laughs> to, to be more understanding and to be calm and collected. And the problem is that my voice always sounds like this. I'm pretty, I'm pretty flat. But what's bubbling beneath that that's what needs to be controlled because it never presents it. i don't blow up but i say dark hurtful old lady killing things just like this um so you know i'm trying to be a better person um which uh i'm not sure where exactly i'm kind of going with this story um <laughs> i have no idea i don't know where, I don't know where we started <laughs> oh goodness who knows who knows um so anyway my next question what was your favorite birthday <laughs> favorite birthday um oh wow um that's a tough one and i would say man, that's a really tough one i think i think my favorite one overall is it because you're so spoiled? There's so many to pick from. Not to sound spoiled, but absolutely <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the most memorable, how about that? Because okay. I, I, I can't really think that far back to what was the greatest, but definitely the most, looking back now, right. at my age now, looking back, the one that meant the most and mm -hmm. what would be sweet even for my kid uh, it would be, uh, I don't remember how old I was. doesn't matter to the context. Obviously, it's another hockey story. Uh, but back when the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks were in Cincinnati, um, wait, hold on, way wait, back. Wait, 
Cincinnati is that like is that different than Mighty Ducks like the movie? Am I so the Mighty Ducks? Technically, the movie right uh, was the and I could be wrong. So, listeners out there, if I'm wrong, please <laughs> email Justin. Let let us know and correct me because I want to learn too. I but right. I'm fairly certain the movie came out first before the team was a thing, and they right. were not an NHL team. It was not professional. They were like ECHL, so like tier two, tier three, okay. uh, professional hockey. So, but they were um, based off the movie. So they were the Mighty Ducks, same logo. Um, right. They, well, once the team actually became a team, they changed the logo quite a bit. Uh, they have the, like the, like the plum purple, white and green, like that they used to have, like whatever the, the iconic ducks Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they did rep those, those jerseys like just in the movie for the longest time uh but yes they turned into the cincinnati uh cincinnati wow cincinnati mighty ducks um after a little while again i don't remember how they transitioned from the movie to a team to then a professional team uh but now they're called the the anaheim ducks uh now they're in the nhl uh they were they were brought up from the echl and so um but Overall, was there was an intermission between periods, and so uh, my team got the opportunity to play a scrimmage game during the intermission. So I think it was like maybe seven to ten minutes that we were out there. It wasn't very long because the Zambonis had to get out there, but um, it was cool. So in front of all the fans that were there, so crowded arena, full. As a kid, being like being on the bench that the Ducks were just on, uh, seeing all the fans cheering because every parent out there wants to cheer for a kid. Doesn't matter if it's your kid or not. Oh, some kid scored we're going to cheer. So, but we thought they were cheering for us as if we were the professional team. So mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely cool. Uh, and afterwards we got to go into the locker room, uh, kind of like give all the players a high five where they went back on the bench. And then a few players gave me autograph sticks and actually uh, right above me, above my window, I do have a signed autograph hockey stick, uh, which I don't know if it's worth anything now, but it's, it was the last game at the Cincinnati mighty ducks played their last team every player signed it it's still hanging up but oh that's cool i I had so many like ducks memorabilia i have jerseys autograph everything so as a kid we have to always do that but being able to on my birthday get everything like all the souvenirs being able to play on the ice um that was that was a blast that was the most memorable so now that that just happened to be on your birthday so that's what we did for my birthday. Uh, oh, okay. My dad knew the owner at the time. So like we just got tickets. We got the, um, I guess, all the extra stuff. Like I said, we, random games would be sitting in, sitting in the stands. And then one of the ushers or something would bring me a broken stick that happened because they just knew we were there. We told uh, the guy's name John, but like we, we told him that we were there. Uh, and so he came down, said hi to us, mm-hmm. bring a random item or a chuck a duck where you throw the duck out in the ice if your duck gets close to the center you win whatever price they're given that day mm-hmm. so uh we went a lot but that that was definitely neat because we never got to skate on the ice uh before so that was the extra part that was like your professional debut in a way exactly exactly yeah <laughs> so it was cool it was televised it was awesome so oh was it really oh absolutely yeah it was fun do you have footage of it somewhere I think my dad does. I, I know he has the footage from Ottawa for that game because we got to play in the Ottawa Senators, their NHL stadium for that championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one was televised as well. Um, I think he has that. Um, I'm not entirely sure. He did keep a lot of random things because I was in the newspaper for it too. Just ran like the whole team was. I was not singled out. Um, right, but right. it was just stuff like that. So like that kind of memorabilia stuff he did keep. I think he does have 
a video clip of it still. I'm not 100% certain on the Ducks one, but I, gotcha. I am certain on other other skating on professional rinks. Those right. ones are recorded. Yeah, you got to get that footage so when your future kids be like, look how cool I was. Yeah. And at that point, they're probably going to be like, all right, whatever, Dad. Hockey doesn't yeah. even exist anymore with, yeah, how, I, with how the world's going true, <laughs> this year. True. Yeah, virtual <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> VR, VR the, league. The yeah. E-League, right? Yeah. Um, you know, your dad it's interesting because you know i get the he was supportive but then it also sounds like he was kind of distant and then like what was that like towing that line as a kid like did you like did you try to seek his like approval or attention like what what was that dynamic like obviously Um, he's proud but like what was what was that like so it's tough. So, um, my dad played hockey. Um, my dad's a very, um, how do I describe it? Very passionate about sports. Uh, he's, he's blinded in his right eye and he's left-handed. So for example, playing baseball, when you think about it, everyone position yourself as a left-handed batter. What's the eye it's facing forward, your right eye being blind. Well, at bat obviously wasn't the best. I tried baseball. I wasn't, I'm not blind in my right eye, but I still sucked at bad. Like, <laughs> you were just bad. Yeah, I, I was real bad. <laughs> uh, and like, but I was really good at playing catcher, but no one wants a left-handed catcher. So throwing the first. Oh, really? That's yeah. Oh yeah. It's a thing apparently. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I was really good at playing catcher because I played goalie when I first started playing hockey. I played goalie mm-hmm. once in a while. So being able to track a baseball coming at me when it was a bad pitch or something, I would be able to move and get my body in front of us. So it was easier, but overall, mostly the hockey to answer your question so uh since he was very passionate about sports uh and very passionate about hockey he he probably knows a lot more about hockey than a lot of well probably about every hockey parent unless because like, he studied hockey he knew every stat of every player of for the pittsburgh penguins he's from one, one of those guys one of those guys so he knew yeah. everything he could he could tell you everything and anything about every player so uh watching my games he knew i was lazy and i never want to admit it uh we were those kids that like oh you're tired it's like no i don't need a nap and i'd pass out five minutes later it was one of those kind of things so it was it was rough at points uh because i would i i personally thought i was playing as hard as i could or the best that i can uh but i would obviously be stinking and he would either let me know by multiple ways if i wasn't thinking that bad he would just point to me and then go like this because sometimes you couldn't hear me so you stink um if i was really bad or did some something stupid redhead temper um, that I would know he disapproved of it because he wouldn't be in the stands. He would, oh, he would, he would leave. He, oh, there would be, there would be games that I what? was, I was that bad. Uh, and it, it could literally just have been laziness, uh, just bad penalties. Um, just any, anything, anything that I shouldn't be doing. How about that? Um, there'd be games like that to where he would be in the car waiting I wouldn't have, I would have any idea of oh what time God. he left, but he'd be waiting in the car. So after the locker room, I get undressed, shower, leave. He wasn't in the lobby, wasn't anywhere, walked over where the car was parked and there he was sitting. Um, Just like and, fuming with like Midwestern dad rage. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> it, oh yeah. There would be whole car rides of either two things. Either one, I was getting lectured throughout or two dead silent. And that was way worse. Oh way yeah. Worse. Um, and then <clears throat> as even as extreme as, we'd be traveling for a three game road trip. Mm-hmm. I would get, I would say half my fault, half not. I don't know. 
depends on the situation. Hit someone from behind on accident. It was never on purpose, but that's a automatic game suspension and a um, that's a you're out for that game that you're playing in, and you're out the next game. Oh, okay. So obviously, my dad didn't want to travel for me to be kicked out of game one, sit for game two, and only play in game three for like a four hour road trip. Yeah, no. So we would go back home. So there was he was not paying money for the hotel, wasn't doing anything. So we would leave. Oh my god. Uh, so those were those extremes. But then there was also the other extremes too, to where he did everything. So I went to every possible hockey camp there was. Uh, to where heck, that wasn't even my first job. I worked at hockey camps. But I mean, traveling. I mean, he he literally, if he wasn't at work, it was traveling anywhere with me for hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, so countless road trips we had to do to where he had to bring his work. So it was definitely a back and forth of the love hate. Um, I definitely should have done more as a kid and I do regret. Uh, so any young listeners who are in sports and your parents are telling you, go lifting, go exercise, do it. <laughs> Cause there's always that one kid that's going to be, that is doing it. That's going to beat you out of a spot. And it's, and I, I yeah. wish I learned that earlier. Let me rephrase that. I wish I actually listened and actually took it to heart. I heard it hundreds of times, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wish I actually took that to heart. So right. I probably would be in a different spot right now. Who knows? So, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Cause I know, um, in a, in a very different setting, um, when I was in my undergrad doing, you know, classical music school, um, I would be in my lessons, uh, and my professor, and we'd be having just like a heart to heart. And I'd say, oh, I've been pretty discouraged lately. I'm not progressing how I want to. And it's just really, um, keeping me from practicing. And, um, because the expectation was you're putting in three hours of practice a day like that's what you had to do to make it in that in that world and i just i wasn't doing it because one really because it wasn't what i wanted to do professionally but when i had had convinced myself that it was um just because i just it was i just didn't want to right and um i remember my professor uh and this will make sense why it's relevant here in in a second um i would say you know i just don't want to practice and he goes, that's fine. Someone else does. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh. And then one, those moments just like hit you in the heart. And you you just like sulk your way out of the room. And just yeah. and you're just like so disappointed in yourself because it's because it's true. And you know, I guess I could be applied to really anything that anyone does ever. It's like, oh, you don't want to? Like someone else does. But the difference is going to be if you do something about it after that conversation and oh yeah i didn't do it 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 still never right stuck i didn't go extra lifting i didn't and then when i did go i didn't put the full effort in so that's that's the half the other battle so yeah i can see it right um yeah god that just takes me back to those those like those music days and i'm so i'm so glad that i'm that's a part of my past. That's something I'm very grateful that I did, but something I'm also very glad that I'm no longer doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have that feeling with hockey? Like, are you, is it a relief that you're no longer in it or do you still have that in the back of your mind? Like, I wish I could be there. Like financially, I wish I could be there. Uh, Cause <laughs> obviously where I'm at now, it makes nothing compared to any sort of professional hockey uh, right. player does. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and even like when like Ashley and I think about like our kids too, it's like, do I want to even put my kids through hockey? And it's like, half of me says, yes, absolutely. Cause that was, that was, that's my life. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love hockey. I'll love hockey until the day I die. 
Um, but the same token, I know how hockey, how much hockey costs. <laughs> so it's kind of like, true. I, I hope my kid at least tries it. If he loves it, great. Dang it. But if he's like on the fence, you need to make a decision. Because right. <laughs> like, it's, it's so expensive. It's so, it's, but do I regret or do I wish I was still in it? <sighs> yes, no, I just, it's just life though gets in the way. I mean, there's just so much going on too. I wish I could play men's league as like more often, but mm-hmm. just the schedule, it sucks. I still have all my gear. So right. um, I think, I bet I think with sports, it's a little bit different because um, anyone can like, even like football, anyone can go pick up a, a ball and toss it. You're not getting the full effect of playing a competitive level, but do I want to go back to a competitive level right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> if, if it's a right. beer league where I'm just having fun, just kicking back, playing hockey and, right. and drinking a few. Absolutely. But do I miss the, uh, all the extra hard work and everything and all that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I've been away from the game long enough to where that's that ship has sailed. I'm with you. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. That chapter's closed. Um, but I still love to enjoy it just as much as I'm sure you still love going to any sort. If you go to a DCI concert. So it's one of those things to where, or I guess not even like a concert. What are those things called? I guess a performance. Probably a performance. I think the a technical term will probably be like an exposition. Is probably okay. what it what it would be, um, but um, and for those listening, DCI means Drum Corps International, which is okay. um, a uh, a it's basically a um, semi professional marching band uh, league, I suppose you could call it a uh, yeah. an, an annual tournament, um, essentially, and which is a really specific uh, thing to be a fan of, which is. It was so interesting when I first met you and you're like, oh, my dad uh, follows DCI and, you know, coming from coming from the, the you know classical music world, it completely blindsided me that you <laughs> you you normies <laughs> would um, be into to drum corps and you had your like Jersey Surf shirt. And um, what's the other one? You, your troopers, right? They have a trooper shirt. Troopers, uh, a Carolina crown and the uh yeah or the jersey surf yeah jersey surf, yeah um so that was that was something that uh when <laughs> i remember we went to i think it was uh fridays tgi fridays yep. um yep. with your parents and i ended up at the end of the table with your dad and for two and a half hours <laughs> at this tgi friday he's like look at this instrument look at that instrument yeah. this one's cool because it used to be this and this one's neat and i'm like i want to eat these I yeah eat an, these an extremist fan yeah my dad's never talked to anybody because i don't i mean he was in the silver sabers back when they were even a thing um and so yeah and i i don't know really anything i played the recorder once <laughs> and i played guitar <laughs> for maybe a year so like any sort of instrument not with my thing my sister yeah saxophone so they connect on Mm -hmm. that but like he has no one to talk to so as soon as i told him that oh yeah yeah. you you were you uh, you worked with uh or did something with carolina crown yeah i I auditioned for them back in 2013 i think it was yeah okay so Uh, as soon as i mentioned that he now like okay now i'm gonna talk to you now you know everything that i know when you're just sitting there going uh-huh my burger's getting cold but uh-huh keep going yeah okay now do you fear oh, that that's okay. <laughs> do you fear that that would happen with your kids and hockey they go, oh there goes dad again is that depends. part of yeah um it depends on if 
I'm gonna my, my kids are gonna watch hockey. That I'm just gonna uh. call it out right now. Now, if they play it, that's gonna be different. I'm not gonna force my kid to um to play anything, uh, mostly because I don't know. I they're I don't know. My so the short version is my my major is in kinesiology, so pretty much sports studies. So just just knowing where there were things in my childhood that I can make connections to that were like this definitely negative, uh, negatively affected me. Um, had a negative impact on me. That's a better way to describe it. Uh, so just knowing the rights and wrongs of being a parent with your child who's an or trying to become an athlete. So it's like, I, I know those dynamics. I know the do's and don'ts. So it's, it's kind of a hit or miss. I definitely don't want to force, but I definitely want to force them to try different sports or at least try to right. play sports. If they don't want to do any sports, okay, fine. We'll find your, your, your passion, but I definitely want them to at least enjoy watching some of the sports that I enjoy watching. I swear it's going to come back to bite me that when we brought up soccer, my kid's probably going to be a huge soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my karma, but oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to, I won't be mad if they don't like the sports, but I will definitely take them to the sporting events of the teams that I want and they'll just live with it. <laughs> right. 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 Um, you know, for the listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious how, if you are parents or you had this dynamic with your parents, um, yeah, shoot us an email at, at nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com um, and let us know what what this dynamic was with your your parents and, and how it impacted you for better or for worse. You know, um, we're all just we're learning from our experiences and, and trying to do what's best for us and our you know future kids and you know future generations beyond that so i'm curious to see what you say um and for you matt you know it's it's clear your dad was a pretty like tough dude oh yeah so beyond beyond just walking out of your hockey games like what was what was the discipline in your house like um Cause I, from, from what I can tell you got it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and it's definitely, it's a, it's a healthy mix of, did I deserve it versus, okay, maybe it's a little too extreme. Um, definitely got, got spanked when I was younger, younger. Uh, mm-hmm. If I was real bad, the belt for sure. Um, I like to run my mouth. I always ran my mouth in sports. I would just nonchalant, just not even paying attention. I would do it to my parents. And I would get either the bar of soap and then the bar of soap turned into knowing that just sitting in my mouth wasn't good enough. So digging it on my teeth first. Oh, oh yeah. So, cause, it, cause the killer is afterwards, after your punishment, when they take the bar of soap out of your mouth, guess what's still stuck in your teeth? That same the, bar of soap. soap so yeah. <laughs> that one was, that one was like a, uh, an overtime kind of punishment. It, it didn't just last until the soap was removed. It was, right. it, it lasted until you brushed that out of your teeth. Oh my God. For the next little while. So um but i mean i definitely would grounded a lot um whether if it was bad grades um lying to my parents um i stole money out of my dad's Ooh. wall so i can get extra lunch money the next day when yeah. and like when i took money it i didn't really like piece together i took a 20 for example was one of them um and i remember uh, it's too a bold 20. a choice and that's a lot of money when you think about like elementary school lunch it was like a dollar 25 at that time right, so right, right. 
twenty dollars is a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. I should not have took. Like I only need like maybe two more bucks. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. But I I remember that and I I got it. I was grounded. I didn't. I see. I missed that weekend's hockey games because uh, I was grounded, and so I. I was not the best kid. Uh, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't bad, I guess, compared to what I guess you would consider bad. Uh, but I'd had my fair share of lying, not doing homework. Uh, so bad grades, mm-hmm. um, bad laziness in some sports aspects. Um, so I, I was definitely punished a good amount of time in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I definitely learned the do's and don'ts. Uh, I thought I was getting crafty. Uh, I still was like five steps behind my parents. <laughs> My dad can call out part of my French. He knows a bullshitter right out of the start. So all right. um, it, and, and it took me a long time to learn that he knew when I was lying and I was still try it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would mm-hmm. still lose every time. So God, that reminds <laughs> me, I remember I must've been nine, eight or nine. And uh, my grandpa took me to get my hair cut, like a great clips or something. And um, you know, the cut was like, eight bucks seven bucks and then we would tip them so we just gave him 10 bucks and like all right we're we're done here i'm looking i'm looking fresh as hell let me get out of here yeah. and uh, <laughs> and so i'm holding the 10 and while i have like the little cape thing of my haircut over me i like like i don't remember i think i like slipped the 10 dollar bill like into um like the leg of my underwear to like hide it okay. Okay. and like i pretended that it fell out and i couldn't fall i don't know where it is right so my grandpa was like kind of giving me you know suspect eyes he's like mm-hmm. oh can't find the 10 huh and so uh, he, he doesn't press it too much further and he we would just he pays for the haircut and we leave and i we were driving back to my house and i could i knew that he knew and <laughs> the guilt was so overwhelming that the moment I got home, I flushed it down the toilet. So there's no evidence. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm, I can't be caught with this. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And um, yeah, just can't find what's, it if it's in the septic tank. What's funny about that story is uh, I had the same sort of childhood remorse. So <laughs> same, same point of thing. I convinced my mom to get me God of War for i think it was like the x either ps2 or xbox yeah yeah that yeah. was a great game yeah well i was i don't even know it was like when it first came out so i was still young mm-hmm. and i convinced my mom to get it for me but if you remember the rating for that game it was, yeah, it was mature right we were probably what nudity. like 11 or so when it came out i think somewhere around there yeah, yeah. so it had strong nudity okay so uh-huh. i knew it had that rating i knew exactly but all my friends got God of War. Mm-hmm. I don't think their parents knew. So it was kind of like one of those, but we had the copy. I had it. I never even opened it though, but I had it, never played it because we got it late, went to bed. About like a couple hours into the night, I am i couldn't fall asleep, but I went and I put it with a sticky note and I wrote, I am sorry, this game is rated M for, I don't remember the exact wording paraphrasing here. So right. it was like, it was like, I'm sorry, this game is rated M for mature. It has strong nudity. Like, I'm sorry, if you don't think I should play this game, we can return it tomorrow. And I put it on my mom's nightstand next to the bed and I went back to bed because mm-hmm. they weren't even in bed yet. So, um, and I remember like the next morning, my mom said I could, I could keep the game, but it was just like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't play it until whatever, I can't remember what the, the final details were, but right. it was just like that, that remorse of like, 
like uh, like because you knew you knew that you were doing something right yeah yeah i knew i was doing something wrong and it it ate at me the whole time and it was just a video game a video Mm -hmm. game (laughs) but like it was just it ate at me i don't know i i very quickly grew out of that i know (laughs) It, it makes me think of my freshman year at fsu um i took spring semester i took this course um you know, it's classical music school. It's just like music history course. And uh, this class met uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This will all make sense. Bear okay. with me. Um, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so for the semester, there were like 51 uh, meetings. And I took this class. I was in the same, um, the same class as our mutual friend, Raleigh. And um, we had this agreement between the two of us. All right, if either of us are there, it counts as attendance for both. Now, if yeah. you look in the syllabus, that was not the case, <laughs> right? But if we just, we were lazy, you know, 18 year old college kids. So that's what we, we uh, decided on. However, you know, the week's pretty long. So Friday, we just both got off. We could take off Fridays, no, no harm, no foul. So what that meant was for a class that met three times a week, I would go Monday, he would go Wednesday, neither of us would go Friday but sometimes I would skip my shift so there was a point where I hadn't gone to this class in a month or so right basically for there were 51 total meetings I went to 25 yeah and uh, (laughs) I remember towards the end of that semester looking back on it very conveniently I had a um I got what I thought was an ear infection, went into like the little walk-in clinic and turns out I had and still have something called a dysfunctional eustachian tube. Basically, there's a tube that connects your nose to your ear and sometimes it gets clogged and it feels like an ear infection. It's not though. Um, so I had this doctor's note that excused one absence of my 26. And I brought it to my professor and she goes, oh man, that ear, nose, and throat stuff, that'll really knock you out. I, I, I get it. And she excused all 26 absences. What? And I got, and I got an A- minus in the class. When, if you look at the, the syllabus policy, uh, yeah. I should have gotten, I think, a, a D- minus solely based on my, my <laughs> attendance. Oh, um, wow. So you learn, and this is not the best message to put out there, but you learn <laughs> that uh sometimes things work out in your favor so whoops <laughs> let it happen sometimes Some, that's that is the keyword some only sometimes um god and you talking about your your dad with the bar of soap brings me back um you know as listeners may know this uh podcast is called nose on the wall based off when i was a kid my dad's go-to punishment was go put your nose on the wall because that's all we needed just the sheer boredom of staring at a wall would like put whip us into shape and um he got creative with it there was one time where i was probably 10 or so and we were at costco because every saturday we would go to costco for our shopping slash lunch because he'd be like your lunch is the free samples so load up on them <laughs> and it was the most exciting day of the week for me when i was a kid it's like i got to go eat the you know, the chicken thing i don't know and um so we're walking through the Costco and I don't even remember what the exchange was, but I like, I talked back to my dad in the middle of the Costco 
and it just goes put your nose on the beam like the big industrial yeah. <laughs> like warehouse beams and the Costco. And I was like, I kind of looked at him. I was like, what? He goes, you heard him put your nose on the beam. So I'm like 10 and I'm just standing in the middle of a Costco with my nose pressed up against a metal beam. And then he went and finished shopping. And I had strangers, what? I had strangers walk up to me like, are you okay? <laughs> like, son, what are you doing? I'd be like, my dad said I had to stay here until he was done shopping. <laughs> and he came back like 20 minutes later. He's like, are you done? I, I guess so. <laughs> and, we, and then we left. And that was and that. Was that. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, create, being creative, I think is really, uh, really what gets, gets through to the kids because everyone's been, you know, at least back in the day spanked or grounded or you know the standard things yeah yeah the the old school standard you know discipline but it's when you get when you get creative and make your and when you're you know when you're 10 you don't want anyone to ever look at you for any reason whatsoever oh yeah you're like (laughs) you want to be cool in front of everyone exactly yeah i remember i was at i was going to a birthday party it was someone it was fifth grade someone's 11th birthday party your name was brandy i don't know why i remember this um but we had (laughs) this birthday party was at an ice rink in fort myers florida and um i we stopped at a cvs because i was going to run and get like a birthday card real quick and like a gift card or whatever and um it was a it was like a week or two before i turned 11 right and yeah. so I'm like pretending to struggle to pick out this like Hallmark birthday card. And I'm like, and out, I'm like pacing and to out speaking out loud. I'm like, come on, Justin, you're 11. You can do this. As if people around me are like, oh, he's not 10. He's not 10. He's 11. That's a cool <laughs> kid. Right. So that age, like all you want, you're trying to create your brand. You're like, this is who I am. You're going to respect me. I'm an adult. And, uh, and so being forced to put your nose on the beam at Costco is the worst type of humiliation because there's no redeeming that. You, you can't just like lean up against it. Cool. Like I'm, I'm face into like the peanuts or something. And um... I think everyone can can kind of relate to that now, though, too. Like even like sitting in like an airport or something like that. You just don't want to be that that person just looking funky. As I don't know, maybe just me, but like I'll just sit there. It's like, I don't want to look awkward or even like going shopping. If I go shopping, uh, heck, we went grocery shopping the other day. and it, Or no, heck, when we were going to a wedding, um, going shopping, I hate, sorry, Ashley, if you'd listen to this, I hate going shopping with her only because <laughs> that we'll go there, we'll pick out like 15 items. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I don't care. Just buy the items if you're going to get them. And then you put them all back. Oh, that, that triggers me. You try it on, it fits, you like it, we're holding it. And then it's just like that, that pre-buyer's remorse. Then you put it all back. It's $4. Just buy it. Like, it's just one of those things. It's like, it, 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 it the, the rage kind of like with your, the old lady story. It's just like that. Oh, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, you just start getting built up and then eventually something is going to just make you absolutely snap. But it's like, while I'm waiting there, I'm waiting in like the, like the, the women's changing area, like right out front, like waiting I'm just sitting there and it's just like, I'm the only guy in like 150 square foot. Facility. <laughs> like I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just sit there with my phone. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like trying to be like, Oh yeah, look at that guy. He looks cool. No, it's just like, I'm just discomfort. So it's just like, and just being 
there just resting up against like one of those support posts just kind of just waiting waiting it's it's somewhat humiliating in a right. way and you're, now with your nose on the wall i couldn't oh do my it. God. you're <laughs> like you're it. you're trying to look like the bored husband yep right you're not that you're <laughs> yeah like every you want to be that that stereotyped guy like, oh i could be watching football it's like no oh, it's like i just just don't want to be here <laughs> yeah i've 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 completely like succumb i've i've surrendered to that feeling completely um i remember one time i had to run to the store to get sarah some um some uh lady products and um you know i'm standing there i'm looking at at the different ones and uh this woman comes up to me and she goes do you need help and yes, i guess it's that rare <laughs> to see a to see a man in that i actually i didn't i know i know oh, what good. i need to buy i know what All i need right, to buy and i'm like no but i appreciate it you know thanks so much i'm just grabbing a couple of things and she stops. she goes you are such a good man <laughs> <laughs> and i get where the feeling's coming from uh but i was i was just like this i'm just gonna buy this and then i'm gonna leave because yep. It's not, let's not, it, I think it all comes down to, to like, into something. Well, that's yeah. the thing is that it, it has nothing to do with being embarrassed or being, you know, proud of yourself. It, like you, I just don't want this to be a deal either way. Yep. I just want to get out, get it done. Yeah. I just want to just kind of be an unassuming, unnoticed person. Yep. And then I want to go. <laughs> um, so when I make a scene at the Kroger with old ladies that kind of, goes against that thought but you know i'm not perfect i'm still i'm still learning so <laughs> i'm still figuring this whole thing out <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah no um and the other one that comes to mind with my dad is i'm not sure if you have any stories like this um where as a kid they say something and it's like that's gospel mm -hmm. and then you realize as you get older that that's not quite the case yep so for for me and you were actually here for the not quite the case realization um when i was seven or so i guess i was really easily influenced when i was like that seven to nine right <laughs> um we we were getting sushi i was one of those elementary school kids that liked sushi and everyone thought it was gross. I don't know uh, if that was your experience growing up. People were like, ew, sushi so nasty. I had the bad. I had the um, what's that called? The what are the eggs? Um, the eggs, fish eggs. Um, caviar. Caviar. Yeah. So there are some sushi that was just literally just cold seaweed. It had some caviar in it. Some rice. Like the, the when I was a kid, I I tried it the first time. I just did not have a good sushi. That was my only sushi mm. experience. So growing up, I quote unquote now hated sushi because right, of right, that right, because one experience. Right. Yeah. Well, I was I was one of those those gross kids who liked sushi, and um, so anyway, my dad and I we we uh, got sushi, and he told me it was one of these nice places where they like you know make the little board. It comes out nice and fancy. It was it was, it was a nice joint, and um, it had this uh, decorative like flowers and like some like sauce little pattern things on the side and my dad looks at me and goes oh you know that the flowers are actually edible and i was just like no way he's like yeah no you can eat them like they're not going to taste good but like they are edible i was like that's awesome you learn something every day and i decided to take that bit of information and tell everyone i knew for 15 years 
that the the sushi flowers are edible and you know it, it people would challenge me from time to time and i would to defend my father's honor i uh <laughs> i <laughs> i i would eat it i would eat the flower um and and i want to be clear listeners it was not good ever but that's how it was explained to me it's not good but it's edible um i ate a lot of flowers i ate probably upwards of 12 flowers in the in that time and uh just to you know make my point and uh fast forward 15 years later uh we're getting sushi is yeah me sarah and then you and uh you and ashley and i decided to tell you hey you know the guys that the the flower is uh is edible and sarah looks at me and she goes no it isn't and i was like uh-huh yeah it is and to demonstrate in front of you two uh mm-hmm. I, I i i ate the flower and um i was like you know what we're gonna settle this once and for all and we called over the uh the lady who was waiting our table and i was like i was all smug i'm like tell him like the flower's edible right and she goes no <laughs> <laughs> it was like the quickest what <laughs> wait and, and i go is it poisonous <laughs> and then and then sarah's just like if it was poisonous you'd know you idiot serve <laughs> <laughs> it and um yeah and i'm there just beside myself and um i are i immediately texted my dad and it was one of those like dad <laughs> moments and he was like, what's up? <laughs> and I was just like, I've been eating flowers for 15 years to defend you. Come to find out they're not edible. And then this son of a bitch, he goes, <laughs> he goes, some dad jokes take longer than others to dot, dot, dot. And then two minutes later, bloom. And that was perfect. That was the perfect. That was the response for that. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, no, Sarah doesn't let me live that down. And you would think that that's something you discover when you're like 11. You're like, "You shouldn't eat this," and they're like, "That makes sense." Now I was 23 when I realized that you, uh, (laughs) I should stop eating the uh, the sushi flowers. I don't think I don't think I have anything really that long of a. whoops i guess um i don't know i i I don't know my dad was always a jokester but his role he liked like the immediate satisfaction so Uh, i I can't i can't recall i I don't think i can recall anything to where it was just like 10 years later even five years later whatever down the road i'm just like oh here it is actually one wasn't my dad (laughs) but it was and for the listeners the color hazel now I'm just giving you guys a second to think. Hazel eyes. What color are hazel eyes? Just take yeah, a second. Yeah, it's a mix of that. it's a mix of green and brown. Correct. All right. My whole life, because I have hazel eyes, but I have a type two hazel eye. It's different. So the standard hazel eye is brown and green, like you said. I always thought blue and green. Those were the colors of hazel. No, that's just a more rare type of hazel, but it's not considered hazel it, it does have it's, have its, it's own not the name. color hazel it's not the color hazel no it's a right. form of hazel but not it's not called hazel i don't know the name of it it's actually some weird i don't know i don't even know how to describe it. i'm not even gonna attempt to try it uh but yeah and that like i am 
26 now. I think I learned that what last year we talked about this. <laughs> so 25 years of, well, I guess whenever my mind started realizing things from till then, from then until last year, I didn't know that Hazel never looked it up. It's one of those things you don't look up, just like with the flower thing. Yeah, you never like, thought yeah, that no, my dad said me. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a commandment. It's it's, it's a thing. That's what it is. So it's like <laughs> it's one of those uh, first words that came to my mind. I don't know why it came to my mind. I haven't been the church in forever. But anyways, it was just it's one of those things. It's like, huh? There's no way. And I. And even to this day, like I, and I will ask that to so many people, like, do you know what the color hazel is? And the, the amount of people that don't know it too is quite outstanding. <laughs> so I feel better, but it's also like, why didn't I ever look this up? It's been on my driver's license since I was 15. It's been on everything. I've always Whoa, said- wait, what your driver's license says hazel? Yeah, it does. Cause you can't put, you can't put blue, green. The options are literally brown, blue, green, or hazel. So, or other, or other is the other option. Cause people do have like the gray mm-hmm. Ella looking eyes uh, mm-hmm. for those, my dog, Husky Ella. She has those don't look at me eyes. You know, I'm talking about <laughs> like those, the Schmeagel precious eyes. Um, so oh. it's, it's, it's one of those, like just, it's that grayish tone. That's unique. It's, it's pretty odd. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I, I always have Hazel and even now on my license, Hazel. I will. I will always put Hazel. I will never put anything else. Unless you're not going to. You're not going to admit that you were uh, wrong. What, what are you? What are you supposed to select other than just put other? And it's just going to be on my driver's license. Other. I probably just put blue. But, but they're not really blue. See, like uh, like the inside, <laughs> the inside of my eyes, like the the outside, the edge of the black. Your is that the, your pupil? Yeah, I'm thinking of what well, the cornea right now. Cornea, anyway. cornea is the whole color part. Yeah, okay, so the inside of the cornea, that's the one I was looking for though. Like, so the inside of the cornea near right. the pupil, that is a greenish color in my eyes. And then the mm-hmm. outside is the blue. So I, I can't put on their tie-dye t-shirt on my driver's license. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I can't. So yeah, I always, I've always just done Hazel and no, I've never been pulled over to have it questioned. So uh, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, maybe, maybe one day a cop like, let me see your eyes. Mm, this is a fake. Right. <laughs> your eyes are not Hazel, sir. You lied. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna do two to ten for fraud because of your eye yeah, color exactly <laughs> you're not medic right? uh well you say your dad likes like the instant gratification dad jokes what were some of his best ones oh so wow that's gonna be hard to think of well he like okay so he so he's definitely a jokester so and this is the only reason why this thing comes to my mind because it involves ashley and it was kind of funny this is how like i knew like Ashley's going to get along very well in my family. Right. For context, uh, we haven't explained it. Ashley is his uh, soon-to-be yeah. wife. <laughs> Correct. Should have been wife last month. Hashtag COVID. COVID, right. Back. Yep. Um, but so short version, backstory. My dad, when I was young, was a very scary guy. Uh, he scared a lot of my sister's boyfriends out. All my friends, would, every time they'd come over, like, oh, hi, Mr. Eckhart. Like, like, it was just like always like that panic, like, mm-hmm oh shoot, Matt's dad's here. So, and cause he took no crap he, and he's, he's always been, he's become a softie as he's gotten older, but uh, he was very, very strict, extremely strict. So uh, I brought Ashley to one of my lacrosse games, for example, and it was a hundred percent going to rain, but she challenged him, bet him a dollar. Again, it's only a dollar. wasn't any significant, but I bet you a dollar that it's not going to rain. And my dad checked the weather. He knew going to an outdoor sporting event, it's going to rain. So, but she was adamant and she just gave him a hard time and just kept pestering him. And he's like, all right, cool, fine. 
fine. So the instant gratifications out of it, obviously it rained. And so what he did was he had that dollar that Ashley gave him on the refrigerator for at least four years. Oh, at least. So it's, it's the, the, I told you so. And now we always, they always gamble back and forth each other. Always bet something. Cause for some reason, Ashley likes to, to push his buttons too. And then she'll just challenge him. And so and it's, it's every single time. So he will, his instant gratification is like, yeah, I know it's going to fine, fine dollar. And I did. And then he likes to rub it in everybody's face and kept that dollar on that fridge. I think it was literally four years until they moved. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's so much like dad joke as much as it is just, uh, how do I say it nicely? Uh, we'll call it smug dad. Yeah, my, my dad was never really a jokester. His weren't ever like, I guess like puns or anything. My dad was yeah. one of those people that like, yes, he was super strict, but when he was younger, he was the one that always got in trouble for mm. everything and like his dad would beat him like back when it was like okay <laughs> to at least like beat your kid like let's call it allowed not okay there we go yeah <laughs> somewhat acceptable in a way so um so yeah him and his brother would get in trouble all the time so it's like mm. we were saints compared to him and his brother but um but yeah it's like it's like that kind of mentality he still has that like childhood like I'll get you kind of mentality. So mm -hmm. he still brings it out. So his are, his are like not the, the long-term games, but his are, his are, I guess would categorize them as games. They're not really jokes of like your typical dad joke. I only keep, I only my dad's ever cracked a dad joke. Oh no. Ever, ever. He's too serious for a dad joke, right. but he will make you look stupid. Cause that's what he likes to do. <laughs> what about your mom? Any, any mom, uh, dad jokes? <laughs> Nothing. No, no. My, my mom, no <laughs> just no she's, she's just out uh, down the middle of the plate kind of gal uh workaholic um somewhat serious enjoys to have fun but like yeah just never really the crack a joke just kind of just not there but like there like it, it wasn't like anything she didn't want to be the highlight of the show but didn't mm -hmm. want to didn't definitely didn't sit back and let somebody else take the wheel it was more of just just mom <laughs> yeah i remember when uh we were with you guys for i think it was fourth of july before we moved out to the west coast and um yeah your mom was there and yeah they were asking questions oh where are you going why are you going and um she goes oh where are you guys moving to we're like oh we're going to uh you know the the, the portland area and she just got flat face she just goes why and I was like, um, because we are I'm <laughs> moving there for, for work and Sarah's going to do some, uh, some work in school and stuff out here. And she just goes, uh, well, okay. <laughs> cool. Great talk. Thank you. Yeah. Just, she's, she'll, she'll listen. She'll, she's one of those people that will like, I, I think of like Forrest Gump sitting on the park bench. Like if you ever sit next to my mom, she'll be more than happy to listen and then more than happy to talk Italian uh, to, I mean, anything, any, whatever the context is, doesn't matter if she knows a lick of what you're talking about. You could even, you can bring up rugby. I don't know anything about rugby. Somehow she will know at least Super one fun game. fact. I, I enjoy it. Like what I've watched a few matches. Sorry again, the soccer. I just, I, I don't know, but I've watched <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, she's, she's, she will talk to anyone. She will listen, but putting any sort of detail into the conversation, don't expect it. Right. Just, <laughs> don't. she's just like meat and potatoes. Uh, yep. Right, yeah. Yep. No, no spice. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> At least not to my, what I could think of right the second. No. <laughs> right. Rugby is super fun though. I remember when I was in, um, when I was in France, back in 2017 18 sometime around there um we went to a uh, a france uh england rugby match in the the big you know paris stadium there were 80,000 people there and um we had no clue what was happening and thankfully there is this group of english guys in front sitting in front of us mm-hmm. so we'd be like what's going on <laughs> And they'd be like, well, what's going on right now? They were like, like cockney, like, uh, like yeah. trashy accent kind of guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they would kind of fill us in and the whole stadium screamed. They're like, allez les bleus, which is like go blues with the, the name of the team. And it was, people had their little like country flags and they're shaking them like crazy. And they have this scar. I, I bought a scarf. I was at a big uh, French rugby team scarf um it was so much fun so much fun and uh, we ended up uh, another day while we were there we ended up in this uh this bar and i guess there's some championship return something was going on some big rugby something, something was going on and um i remember this english guy came up to me and he was just like when does the wales game start and um that's that's my best attempt, and I was like, "Can I get away with doing an English accent?" And uh, I figured I would try it. The bar I was just like, "I think it's gonna start here in about fifteen minutes." And he was like, "Thanks, mate," and he walked away. And I was just like, "I did it!" <laughs> <laughs> Proudest moment of my life. Um, but um, yeah, such a cool a cool country, cool sport. Um, we spent most of our time in uh, in Bordeaux, which is like wine country and um that it's a huge college town which i didn't know and what was neat about it is most of the students are trying to work on their english and we were there trying to work on our our french so like we would go out to a restaurant and they would speak in you know their limited english and we would speak in our limited french and just kind of made it work um yeah it was, it was, it was, it was real neat. Um, so yeah, for honeymoon ideas, go out there when, uh, whenever COVID allows you to actually go anywhere. Yeah. No kidding. So God. <sighs> COVID to be done. Oh, you and me both, man. <laughs> um, it's been, it's interesting to see how this all unfolds now that, um, you know, or the president and first lady have it. So who knows, who knows what's going to happen there. And this is the, the 4th of October at the time of this recording. Um, so, I mean, goodness gracious, who, who knows what's to come? I'm, I'm hoping it's done. I want to be able to like, just go outside. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> See people do anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, it was particularly crazy. We move out to the West coast and then immediately it's like, Hey, the world's on fire. <laughs> and, True. Uh, yeah, orange skies oh my god I mean, yeah you I'm guys like, have, 
This is not this is not what the Pacific Northwest pamphlets said was going to be here. We were <laughs> yeah. told we were told it's going to be seventy, and we could go on hikes all day. And we get here, and it's a hundred degrees, and then it catches on fire, and there's still and then there's a COVID spike, and then there's the riots, and there's the this, and there's, I'm like, I just want to see the pretty trees and go on the river. <laughs> um, but no, we're finally moving back in like normal weather, so. That'll, that'll be nice yeah. that'll be nice so um i have one final question for you let her rip one final one for you what was your favorite meal that you are going to pass on to your kid well it's a burger um so <laughs> that was quick <laughs> yeah burgers are my favorite meal um as a kid it was too Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So growing up and it's still to this day, it's actually kind of funny. My, my taste buds have not changed on my favorite food. So if I, that, that question everyone asks, like that, the icebreaker question, like, Oh, if you were trapped on an Island and you had only kind of one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Burger. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I would always, obviously the loophole, you can obviously put anything on a burger. Anything can be a burger at that point. So it's like, you can make, it's pretty much like just the sandwich aspect of it, but no ground beef has to be a burger. And actually recently we, this is actually going to be news to you right now uh, okay. at this time we uh stopped strict keto um mm. so like yesterday we went to uh miami university um and i obviously had my big giant burger but um we just kind of just one of those things we're just done <laughs> with keto like we're gonna eat healthy too but like we're, i'm just done with the whole like strictness of it so we'll, right. we'll kind of go in like three days or four days out of the week keto. but anyways back to the point uh i, I will definitely pass and it's not like a unique dish uh, i mean I, but i hope my kid likes burgers i i love cooking on the grill so they better like burgers i know it's just pretty genuine uh, it's pretty standard it's not really the oh my mom always made this is the best thing but if i had to pass on one recipe it's something super simple my mom's deviled eggs that is like the one thing that's like a lot of people put mustard in it a lot of people put like like the miracle whip shame on you uh but it's it's one of those things to where my mom's deviled eggs have been like the only deviled eggs I will enjoy eating. I'll eat I'll eat deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs, but no, our, my I will make sure my kid knows, or I guess our kids actually over there. Um, but they know how to make those deviled eggs because mm-hmm. they are like the deviled eggs. They're right. So good. With your luck, you're gonna have a kid who loves hockey but isn't good and is a vegan. <laughs> Or a Wait. soccer player who soccer is playing vegan. vegan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> better shape than I'm in at least. That's true. That's true. So. Oh man. Well, I got I'm gonna have to to let you go now. Um, you know, hope everyone liked the uh the episode here. Let us know what you think at nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh thanks for coming on, buddy. It was nice chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Take care. Yep, I'll see you. All right, bye.